Hi, this is Jim Brangenberg, the host of the I Work For Him radio show. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast, where we discuss our workplace as our mission field. The live version of our show can be heard each weekday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern on AM 570 and 910 WTBN, locally in the Tampa Bay area, and worldwide on the web at letstalkfaith.com or iHeartRadio. Our website, iWorkForHim.com, has great resources on how you can learn about how your workplace can be your mission field. And also check out the sponsors that bring you the radio show each and every day. And while you're there on I Work For Him, click on the I Work For Him Nation flag and prayerfully consider joining the I Work For Him Nation. Join thousands around the globe praying for their coworkers and employees by name each and every day. That's IWorkForHim.com, IWork, the number four, Him.com. Remember, your workplace is your mission field, and in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Thanks again for listening. I hope this broadcast will make an impact on your life so that you'll never look at your workplace the same again. Let's get to today's show. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian talk radio. Have you taken time to join the I Work For Him Nation yet? The I Work For Him Nation is for Christ followers that are willing to make a commitment to start being part of the transformation in the workplace. Christ followers who are willing to start praying for their coworkers and employees by name each and every day. Christ followers who are willing to be a servant to those that they work alongside. To be a friend to those that they work with. But being aware of when people really need a help, a, 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 just a shoulder to cry on, and recognizing that and saying, hey, can I pray with you about the problem that you've got? But all along, members of the I Work For Him Nation, they are people of excellence, employees that are making a difference because they're, everything they do is to the best of their ability all the time. That's the I Work For Him Nation. Go out to iWorkForHim.com, click on the I Work For Him Nation flag, and join tonight. You know, Martha, as we talk about the paradigm shift that must happen in our minds, every every day we talk about this. Mm-hmm. Romans 12, 2. Mm-hmm. It says, Don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Why do you think that's so important? Because the way we think isn't necessarily uh, the best. We're human. We are. We fall incredibly short, and we're very easily influenced by the, the forces around us. I don't think our height has anything to do with it. it just because you're short doesn't mean oh. But you don't. But you're so good at this. You. You mean you. You don't think the way that needs to be changed. You, well, at least oh, I don't. I don't know what's going on in your mind yeah. most of the time. That's true. Yes, but, I do. Okay. I think that. Um, I think that's the scary part is that we don't even realize how culture influences us. And so we are, we have conformed in ways every day that um, they may be very slight, very just hairline conforming, but it is not in God's eye, you know, God's plan and his, the way he thinks. And so always having to sharpen that and refine it and be transformed by him. You know, what's really cool is there's organizations all across the country that are training up Christ followers in a workplace to bring their faith to the forefront of what they do. And one of the organizations is the Nehemiah Project. And they've got this program called Biblical Entrepreneurship. And we've got one of their graduates, Kelly Leonard, calling in today from the Washington, D.C. area, going to share her testimony and, and how ne- the Nehemiah Project has made an impact in her life. Kelly Leonard, welcome to I Work For Him. 
Thank you so much, Jim and Martha. It's a pleasure to join you this afternoon. Why don't we start? We always start off with this question. And people probably get tired of me asking it, but actually I don't think they get tired of hearing the answer. Mm. Because we ask every guest just to share, how is Christ making an impact on your life today? Wow, and that's such a, it's such a, a loaded question, because I know we have a, a brief amount of time to talk, and I have so much to share in that, in that respect, and it's just overwhelming the way that I see Christ impacting um, my relationship, and just personally, professionally, um, personally as, as a mom, as a wife, as an employer, as a local business leader. Um, it's just been absolutely extraordinary, the impact that we've seen um, in just what he's been doing to move mountains on our behalf and just to position us as individuals and corporately as, as a business, putting us in environments where as we, we look at some of the rooms and some of the people that we've met, we just scratch our heads and we're like, what in the world? We know this can't be on our own, by our own strength, but it's by God's grace and his mercy that he's just been doing some tremendous things in our lives. Now, you mentioned being a mom and a wife. So how many years have you been married? So we just celebrated 16 years in January. Mm, congratulations. Well, yeah, congratulations. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And how many kids do you have? We have two. We have two teenage children. Our son, Gabriel, is 15, and then our daughter, Taylor, is 13. Oh, those are great ages. Yeah, those are great ages. Busy. <laughs> One of the greatest books we can recommend for a parent of teenagers is Age of Opportunity. By the same Ooh. author, we're Age of Opportunity, the okay. greatest book, and it's written by Paul David Tripp. Isn't that correct, Martha? Um, I believe so. Yeah, it yeah. was Age of Opportunity. Whoa, we taught our small group that book. When our kids were in those ages, <laughs> we taught it so that we could learn it, but it's it's a great one. Kelly, talk to me about how did you first come to be a Christ follower? Man, well, you know what? It's funny because I de- my story is not like one where, you know, a lightning rod struck or anything like that, but it was really, I was actually raised um, as a, a Christian. I mean, I'm the grandchild of a preacher, so I'm a preacher's grandkid. Mm-hmm. And so my father's father was a Baptist minister of 50 years. And so um, I was raised in upstate New York. My grandparents all lived in Richmond. And so for as long as I can remember, I remember, um, you know, just going to their home in the summertime. And so naturally, since he was a pastor, between going to church with him and then my my mother's parents were both um, very heavily involved. They were deacons in, in the church. And so I just was always raised in the church um, as a young girl. So I remember, you know, being eight years old and being water baptized as a little girl. But, you know, it was funny. I was, I was in the church at that point in time, but the church wasn't necessarily in me, so oh, to speak. Wow. All right. So as we talk about, Martha wanted to find about your business like oh, we're not going to jump into that just yet I, I i people know you run our own business your own business and we do want to hear about it but i want to just let's talk about your business background because you've got a pretty extensive business background so let's hear about that so yeah so it's funny because as i look at my background people ask me well what you know what did you study in accounting and i'm like or in um college and i'm like oh i studied accounting and I'm a CPA, and they're like, wow, you must really like numbers. And I'm like, no, I was just always a really obedient child because my, <laughs> my parents, they always said, you need to go to college to get a good, a good, a good job, and so you should probably study either medical medicine or accounting or be an attorney because those are all going to provide you with a sustainable sort of lifestyle and a job in the end. 
And so I went to school, studied accounting, um, passed the CPA exam, and later found out, ooh, this isn't this isn't where I feel led to be. And so I. Mm-hmm. Um, came up, had a, a very, um, was very blessed in my career to work for some of the world's most recognized organizations, companies like General Electric, as well as for the U.S. Um, federal government. But really, it wasn't until um, I started working with my husband and our company that I really felt like, you know what, I've, I've really found my, I'm in my lane, and I feel like I have finally identified my calling. Well, that's cool though to be able to recognize that you're you're in your calling, that you're really in your sweet spot, yeah, because when you're when you're calling meets when you're calling and fulfillment, they're, they're connected, and that's what you're saying. You feel like it's really it, it, you're now there. You're you're where you want to be, and, and and it's nice to be in the arms of the Lord and actually going, okay, this actually feels really good. So absolutely. How did you, at what point in your walk with Christ, did you realize that your faith should be part of everything you do every day? I mean, who told you that that your work should be integrated with your faith? <laughs> I think the Holy Spirit sort of gently told me that some, And, you know, it wasn't until after uh, quite a few instances of, of failure um, and really, and, and when you think about it, that's when oftentimes we do find that we come closest in our relationship to, to Christ is when we are going through some challenges in our lives. And so um, it was at a time, because actually Jerome, my husband, is um, a second marriage. And so, you know, I alluded to earlier the fact that I was in the church, but the church wasn't in me. It wasn't until I went through a devastating first marriage as a very young, um, young professional that I said, oh my gosh, I've got this all wrong, and so I really need Christ in my life. And so it was after that that I really, as a young adult, started started sort of hungering after and really trying to figure out this whole, you know, okay, God, what do you have in store for me, and how can I, um, you know, sort of be in the will of Christ so that I can be possession, in a position to tap into just abundant blessings. Mm. That's really neat. So you were saying that, you know, the Holy Spirit really kind of gently told you that it was important to incorporate Christ in your the work life as well. Um, I love that because he didn't necessarily hit you with a two-boy Thor, it sounds like. No, well, not necessarily. <laughs> well, well, you know, it sort of, he did. I, I'm telling you the, the nice story, the gentle story. <laughs> okay. But, you know, quite frankly, um, you know, we really, our, our relationship, specifically with Nehemiah Project, really came at a time when, um, I was leaving, I was exiting corporate America to join my husband in, in our company, and I, after a very successful run, very significant, strong six-figure income, and went into this, this business with my husband, and of course, you know, we get really comfortable when we're working a traditional job, um, you know, we're getting paid, you know, it's the 15th and the 30th of the month, or those, those are those happy days where the direct deposit hits, and then when you become an entrepreneur and you realize, oh my goodness, if I don't make the donuts, they don't get eaten, and so... <laughs> And so it was about that time where we were like, oh my, you know, the final, the financial pressure yeah. just started um, impacting our, our relationship and our family. And so 
it was a, a spiritual um, mentor of ours that came to us at a, at a pivotal point in our relationship and in our business. And he said, you know what, I heard about this program, um, this gentleman and, you know, Nehemiah Project and Patrice Sigay. I think he's somebody that you guys should meet. And that really turned our, our, our lives and our business around. Well, and I want to get into that conversation that you had once you found out about the Patrice Sagay and the Nehemiah Project. But let me just step you back a little bit. You said that your grandfather was a Baptist minister for 50 years. Yes. Did he have a grasp on calling? Did he have a grasp that your workplace could be your mission field? Was that something that he understood that he could equip everybody to take that workplace, the mission field, to treat their workplace as their mission field? You know what? In in fairness to him, and I was so young at that time that I don't conceptually I don't know that he did. I mean, he's a, was an incredible man, and he just just poured into so many people in such a positive way. But I don't necessarily know that that there was the I ever got the the inkling that the mission field was really the marketplace that our our workplace and this whole notion of our work being an outward expression of our worship towards God. And so, you know, I, I can't say just because of my youth and my, probably mm-hmm. my the ignorance in, in that youth, that youthful time that I was in, but I don't, I can't reflect back and say that I can make the connectivity either. How did your dad do in demonstrating that to you? Was that something that your mom or your dad could demonstrate well for you? No, not necessarily. No, and, and yeah, I think it's foreign to a lot of people, mm-hmm. right? right? They look at sort of work as a curse, and you know, and it's a place where you don't want to be, and and oftentimes that's because we're not aligned with our calling. And so, if there's this misalignment, you just don't fit. You you're like a round peg in a square hole. And so I think it's it's difficult to, to translate or to transfer to someone until you really have that aha moment. And really the Holy Spirit gets a hold of you and says, you know what, I want to be a part of not just your Sunday or your weekend worship. I want to be involved, intimately involved with you seven days a week. Right. So you got, how did you first, I mean, you, you mentioned that you heard about Patrice Sauge in the Nehemiah Project. So who was it that introduced you to them? So it was a dear friend of ours, actually um, Reverend Brinkley, who's um, up here in the Washington, D.C. area. He's the executive director of an organization called Project Bridges. And at that time, there was a small group of us, um, business owners and entrepreneurs, that were getting together for a Bible study. I had this idea of let's to get, get together and have a Bible study, and we're going to call it Bible. And the acronym will be Believers in Business Living in Excellence. And so as we started just meeting and fellowshipping and, um, and you know, just sharing, what some of the challenges that we were having in our businesses, um, Reverend Brinkley was the one that said, hey, you know, I want you to meet this guy named Patrice Sage because I think, you know, we're, you're on to something, but you're just scratching the surface of really what God wants to do in your work life. So that first meeting must have been some kind of meeting, because I know when Patrice gets excited... <laughs> <laughs> he really gets excited. <laughs> but you, the thing that's so funny, though, and, and this is my confession to make, because I was so educated, you know, and, and this is the thing that you find in the Washington, D.C. area. We're just so highly educated that we know everything. And so, oddly enough, when we first met Patrice, and I tell him this story all the time, is that, you know, my husband, he immediately, he caught the vision. He was like, oh, my gosh, we need this. But I was like, you know what? I'm good. You go and you take that little class. <laughs> and let me know how it goes. 
And I got to tell you, Jim and Martha, I saw the most extraordinary transformation in just the way that after Jerome took a hold of this biblical entrepreneurship curriculum, I saw changes not only in his work life and how he was dealing with the staff and the team, but I saw changes in the way that he was interacting with me, with our children. And after I saw that, I was like, oh, I need some of that, too. <laughs> Kelly, you were saying, go ahead, Martha, you, were, you had the question off the air. That's right. You were talking about how Jerome went ahead and took the classes, and you were seeing a big change in his life, not only in the area of business, but also in your home and family life and in your marriage. Um, and so is that what encouraged you then to start and go into the Nehemiah Project? Absolutely, yes, because I couldn't have him have all that fun and me just stand on the sidelines <laughs> and get nothing. <laughs> so, yeah, so I, for the longest, I was living vicariously through him, just sort of watching the, the program and the curriculum really, truly transform him. And so after I saw this transformation, I was like, oh, my gosh, if God can do that in him, man, he can do it in me, too. <laughs> so I, I immediately got on board and... Um, became a certified teacher and just really just sunk my teeth into the curriculum. So Jerome started first. Yeah. Did he go through the whole biblical entrepreneurship program, all three classes before you started, or did you get sucked in in BE1? You know, it's funny. So he went through the whole kit and caboodle. Um, so, yeah, so he essentially had gone all the way through to BE3 through the certification and was in the process of becoming a certified teacher when I then said, okay, I'm going to slow down long enough and do this also. So, yeah, so it was, it's, it was just amazing. And now when I just see how God has really, truly multiplied our efforts because I think of the fact that as a couple we showed that obedience and that commitment to him, um, that it is just, I mean, we, he has rewarded us in, in just richly in so many different ways beyond our business. And we, and we want to really hear, we want to really hear about that difference that God has made. And we're, we're talking today with Kelly Leonard. She's from the Taylor Leonard Corporation out of the D.C. area. And we're talking about her experience with the Nehemiah Project. All right. So talk to me about Jerome's experience in Nehemiah Project. What, what were some of the specific things that you saw impact him? Specific things. So I would say the the biggest thing that I saw is because, you know, being here in the D.C. area and because we service a lot of government, government contractors and government agencies where oftentimes there's a bit of um, chaos or just a, just a lot of dysfunction oftentimes in those organizations, and I would see him be in those chaotic situations and just bring incredible peace to a scenario. And so, you know, part of what biblical entrepreneurship teaches us is this whole notion of what's the biblical approach to problem solving. And so I was seeing Jerome, I was seeing the curriculum in action when I would see him in this environment where people are cursing and, and just arguing and, and almost all but physically fighting. But Jerome would come in and be that, that thermostat that then changed the temperature in that environment. And people would then look at him and be like, wait, why aren't you cursing and why aren't you upset and can't you see what we're going through here? And he would just be that voice of reason and of compassion. And it was just amazing to see it in action and not just in, in the meetings and in the workplace, but then also seeing that translate into 
our home because as we discussed earlier, you know, we've got two teenage children. we got a lot of hormones going on in this house. <laughs> and so, you know, just seeing him come into the house and, and just bringing this peace, and I would say that would, would be probably the key ingredient was that I just saw this incredible peace in every scenario because for those that are listening in that are entrepreneurs or that are business owners, you know, I mean, running a business can be very, I mean, it, there could be a lot of disruption, a lot of uncertainty. And so being able to know that you're in partnership with the Prince of Peace, who in, through this curriculum, can, we're able to practically teach people how to really tap into that peace in a really meaningful way. And that's just one element. So let's talk about your Nehemiah Project experience, because not everybody listening today knows all about the Nehemiah Project, which they can find out more online at the Nehemiah Project, not the the, nehemiahproject.org, nehemiahproject.org. It comes in, there's three different classes, BE1, Biblical Entrepreneurship 1, 2, and 3. Talk about your experience, because you can't talk about all the different things that impacted Jerome. You could just see the impact that happened in him. But then you went through these courses, and now I think you said you're a trainer, you're a certified trainer of the Nehemiah Project? Yes. Okay. Yes, yes. So talk to me about that experience. What was it like for you? And go ahead and go into some detail. So for me, I mean, beyond sort of this cap or being able to tap into this piece, it was also being in a place where I was intentional around um, including and inviting Christ into my business interactions. And so I do a lot of speaking engagements, and I train a lot. And so now, you know, taking, whereas before DMI Project, I would just step on the stage or step into a classroom and just immediately start training and teaching people. Now it was like this, having this awareness and being an in- intentional around inviting Christ and the Holy Spirit into those environments, because again, I never knew who I was going to be teaching at any given point in time or what sorts of disruptions, and so being really intentional about setting the environment, setting the scene, so that I'm inviting the Holy Spirit into those environments. So it's And it's not as though I teach in church communities outside of when I'm teaching biblical entrepreneurship, but this is, you know, in government buildings, in the colleges and universities that I teach in, in private organizations, but inviting and being purposeful and intentional intentional about inviting Christ into um, my daily business interactions, being in a place where before, you know, I wasn't praying for my, my clients or my customers, but now inviting Christ and praying intentionally for my customers, and then being able to see the results of that. I can't even tell you how many times clients have called me, and they're like, you'll never believe it. After you did and said this particular thing, I did that, and now I've got five new clients, and it's just, and I know it's not my will. It's it's the fact that I believe that I'm purposefully praying for outcomes that I know that only Christ can do. That's very, very cool. It's so good to see God work in your business. I think the listeners would really benefit, because there's a lot of people listening today, some that are business owners already, some that are entrepreneurs, they already know it, but there are some out there that think that maybe they've got an inkling towards entrepreneurship, and they don't even know how to get started. Biblical Entrepreneurship by the Nehemiah Project is a place they can go to actually learn how to be a biblical entrepreneur. So they're learning entrepreneurship at the same time they're learning the biblical perspective on it, the biblical worldview on it. What was the classroom experience like for you? Did you do it online or did you go into a classroom somewhere? 
So I've done it multiple ways because I, I believe in continuous learning and I want to know what the students are experiencing. So I did um, engage in the live uh, delivery of the class, but then I also have several times participated in the online sort of web-based on-demand platform as well. The classroom experience, you, there's nothing that you can do to replace that because in those environments, it's not just you, but it's your peer community where you're able to just sort of open your heart and share and listen to the various testimonies and the way that Christ has moved in, in these other men and women, and you really come to this realization that you're not alone mm-hmm. in this, because initially you're thinking, okay, is this some just you know crazy idea that I have that I'm inviting Christ into my business? But you see the heart of so many other people and this desire, this longing, this urging for, hey, I, I know that there's something more out there. Kelly, as you went through this program, you and Jerome, and you started to see the impact on you and how you looked at business. Did you ever think it would lead you to really changing the way you do business? Initially, no, because we saw it as an opportunity for us to just, you know, just like any continuing professional education, right? So many of us are in professions where we are constantly seeking recertification or content to help us refine our trade. And so we saw it as just, hey, this is another class that we could take. Little did we know that it would become, you know, sort of the core to the, it would just uh, just impact our very being in the way that it has. Talk about the classroom experience. Uh, you said you did it, you did some on, you did it, you've done it online. I'm having a hard time getting it out. You've done it online. You've done it in classroom experience and you, and you love the interaction in the classroom experience, but those classroom experiences aren't offered all over the nation. There's some over, there's some in Oregon. Uh, there's some in Orlando. Uh, I know that there's been some in Maryland. Talk about your I mean, was there a lot of homework? How much time did it take? You know, how long did it take you to get through B- Biblical Entrepreneurship 1, 2, and 3? It, kind of talk through that experience a little bit. I mean, the beauty of the, the content and the curriculum is you can go as quickly or as slowly as you want to go through the, the content itself. I mean, each class, principles of biblical entrepreneurship and practices and then planning a biblical entrepreneur, um, each one of those curriculums, so BE1 is 15 hours of content, and yes, there is some homework because we do want to make sure that we're reinforcing the curriculum that the students are learning and being put in a position to actually apply some of what they're learning, and then um, BE2 is also 15 hours of, of in-class um, curriculum, and then um, BE3 is double that, but it's in that BE3 class where you're really um, defining the business, you're writing the business plan, you're putting together the strategic and operating plan, and you're really positioning that that um, that business plan, you're putting yourself in such a way where now you're able to seek financing or private equity or investors to help you to take that business to market and or to grow or expand based on your existing uh, working capital needs. So Jerome went through the the plan, Biblical Entrepreneurship first, then you go through it. Have you guys now then gone back and gone through it together? Well, we go through it together every time we teach the curriculum. Oh, so you teach together then. So we do co-teach the classes together. So every time um, we have a new class, we're there together reliving the content Mm -hmm. all over again, and it's extraordinary. So you're doing those classes in the D.C. area, in in the Maryland, D.C. area. How often can somebody get involved in a class, where a BE1 class, where they can get started in the program? How often are you starting those classes? 
So at a minimum, we're running them quarterly, but then we also have um, more and more, we're seeing more um, church and other spiritual leaders, Christian CEOs that are call- calling us to schedule one-off classes where perhaps they're saying, hey, you know, we've got a business team, um, a CEO will call us, and hey, I want my leadership team to go through the curriculum. So we teach the classes however often the marketplace demands the need for them. That's a pretty cool opportunity. So you're training, you actually have got programs started within churches and within corporations. Yes, yes, yes. It's That's exciting. Amazing. That's great. I can't imagine a whole team that works together going through something like that together and all being on the same page. Yeah, yeah. We had in our last class, it was the CEO and a handful of his leaders, and it was just extraordinary because so many of them, they had never heard each other's salvation experience. They never really thought of, you know, the whole concept of work and worship. So it was great to see that whole process come together and just for them to share their hearts with one another. So it really took the the relationship to a whole new level. It was no longer just a, a professional relationship. It became this, this personal and spiritual spiritual relationship, this connectivity, this covenant. It was no longer employer-employee. It was like we were, you know, their brothers and sisters in Christ in this covenant relationship that happened to be brought together as a result of the marketplace. Mm, that's cool. So had you already started your business, Taylor Leonard, before you uh, started biblical entrepreneurship? Yes, we had. So how many years was it in existence beforehand? So the company was started in 2006, and we were introduced to the Nehemiah Project curriculum as about 2011. Okay, so Taylor Leonard, before BE, or yeah, BC, BE, <laughs> and, and Taylor Leonard, AD, BE. Okay, so talk to me about the, the impact. For, why don't we step back? What does Taylor Leonard do? I mean, you just talked about how you and your husband, Jerome, get a chance to take the biblical entrepreneurship clinic. Uh, curriculum into businesses and into churches, and I know sometimes they're hiring you to do that, so that's obviously one thing you do, but what is Taylor Leonard all about? So at the core, Taylor Leonard Corporation is an a training, business development, and information technology solutions provider. So on the, IT, on the IT side, our expertise around cyber, cloud, and then CRM, or customer relationship management, and social CRM, meaning social media. Well, those are a lot of acronyms in there. That's very, very good. <laughs> Alphabet soup, right? Yeah, that's good. But I like that. So, talk to me about the, you know when you look at Taylor Leonard prior to 2011 when Jerome started taking BE Biblical Entrepreneurship by the Nehemiah Project. Find them online at nehemiahproject.org, and then afterwards, just give me give me give, give us two or three examples of things you did one way beforehand, and you do it differently today. Okay, so and, and this is so I'll be totally transparent. Even though we, you know, even no, I really rather you lie. I rather you lie. Please tell me some really great <laughs> lies. Of course, I want you to be transparent. So even prior to Nehemiah Project, we were in in the church. So we were believers. We were attending church regularly. But let's face it: when we had challenges in our business, oftentimes it would result in arguments because you've got two Type A, very you know, leadership driven type individuals working in business together. So that's prior to Nehemiah project. Even as recently as an hour before this call, we had a business challenge that we needed to hash through. And it was it's a totally different scenario now when we're approaching difficulties or problems in our business. It's having that level of compassion and respect and honoring God and recognizing that, okay, you know, Jesus is our CEO. He's sitting here with us. You know, Holy Spirit is here with us. 
if, is what we're going to say disappoint him? Is you know how is it going to impact our relationship with him? Most importantly, but then with one another. So it's honoring each other in every decision and every interaction and all those types of things. So that's sort of a before and after, if that gives you a sense of what it looked like. So really, from the what I hear you saying is like from the leadership position, you guys are handling business differently, and you're in the conflict area especially, which is where a lot of us really struggle, you know, and can really be hurtful. Exactly, and especially when you talk about because oftentimes you've got husband and wife teams. It blows our mind when we meet husband and wives, and I, because I love what you guys are doing, that you guys are working together. Because how often do we come across husband and wives, and they're like, "I could never work with my spouse." Oh yeah, a lot. And it's like, but and that is a lie like... from the pit of hell. Like it's like you know, Christ, you know, that's the beauty of marriage. If you could marry that person, then surely you could work with that individual. But you know, it's a it's a scheme of the enemy to say, mm-hmm. "No, you can't work. You're too different from, or you're too similar to one another." that you probably would be at each other's throats constantly if you work with one another. And so prior to Nehemiah, there may have been that inkling of, oh, my gosh, are we going to be able to work together? We're going to kill each other. But now, post-Nehemiah, it's like this, it's a whole different approach to how we treat one another in the marketplace, how we deal with, you know, just scenarios and how we respect and honor relationships with one another and with other people for that matter. When you look at your biblical entrepreneurship experience, as you took these classes with the Nehemiah Project, and you look at the impact it's made on your family, how about giving us a snapshot of before and after having to do with dealing with your children? So I would say before, because um, you know we were so driven by the bottom line and where's the next client going to come from is that oftentimes we sacrifice, we put certain sacrifices that we probably shouldn't have ahead of, uh, we put the business ahead of fam- the needs of the family. Um, but then again, when we made this shift, we're okay, Christ our provider. He's Jehovah Jireh. He's going to work it out. We need to make sure that our first ministry is our family. Mm. And, you know, if we do faith, family, finance in that order, Christ is going to make sure that we're taken care of. And so it's not forsaking our children and the family being our first ministry. Um, You know, so it was a a sort of a paradigm shift and a a shift in priorities, let's say, is what I would say would be the, the biggest thing that I think I noticed. So I'm curious, is that something you actually covered in one of the classes or just a result of how the Holy Spirit really worked in your own lives? So it's both. It's um, indirectly in the curriculum, but because it's something that we personally experience, we insert it heavily into the curriculum. That's the beauty of what Patrice has put together, Is that, and the beauty of the Holy Spirit, is that mm-hmm. he's going to talk to you and direct you when you're in that classroom to help you to understand what are the needs of the people and how do you, you know, sort of customize or tailor the curriculum to make sure that you're addressing those specific needs so that everyone walks away full. Taylor, not like, you know, that's, you know, you no know, pun intended. <laughs> Taylor. Kelly Taylor. All right. So uh, tell me about, you know, as you look at the impact on your community, maybe even your faith community, how big of a church are you guys involved in there? Oh, in, my goodness. In Maryland? We have a big church. Big church we attend. We attend one of the largest churches in our county. Okay. So. Are you involved in a small group in your church? Yeah, actually, we lead. We are li- we're life group leaders of a small group that's specifically designed to meet the needs of business owners and entrepreneurs. 
Unbelievable. Oh, I love awesome. that. Okay. So there we you go. We want to come visit. That's right. We're, gonna, we're done. <laughs> and we're also marriage mentors. So. Awesome. Oh, my word. you got to be kidding great. me. Okay. We really That's need great. to talk off the air about all that. Okay. <laughs> uh, because we did, we've never led a connection group or a small group specifically for business leaders, but it seemed like in our last connection group we led for 10 years, the majority of the people were small business owners. And of course, we helped start the marriage mentoring ministry at our church, utilizing a curriculum from daretobedifferent.com. So it's uh, uh, it's such a great privilege. And we are talking today with Kelly Leonard. She's from Taylor Leonard Corporation out of D.C., and she has gone through the Nehemiah Project. And this experience is what you just heard in one of the commercials. If you go out to nehemiahproject.org, you can actually put in a, a code. Yeah, you can put in the I Work code, and then you're able to save $50 on the registration of your first class. Kelly, last question for you before we head off to the, well, I don't know, it's the weekend. We're pretty excited. <laughs> so you mentioned that you and Jerome lead a small group in your church, praise the Lord, that's specifically aimed towards discipling business people. Oh, my word, what a great idea. <laughs> <sighs> that just means that, why can't more churches that speak, understand? That speaks to his soul. That speaks to my soul. It makes me want to move to Montgomery <laughs> County, Maryland. Okay. All right. So talk to me about the impact on your small group as you guys went through this, prog- this, this program. Our small group is new, um, so it's one that we just launched. But I tell you, part of the reason why we decided to launch it is because so many people in our churches, they have needs. And so you've got, you may have, and especially in a church as big as ours, you may have someone who's sitting there in the congregation who needs a job, someone to the right of them who's looking for an employee with the exact skill set. But because we all are living such busy lives, we don't know what the needs of one another are oftentimes. And so we thought, hey, let's pull these groups together so that we can learn more about one another, so that we can support and pray and encourage each other, as well as hold each other accountable. Because quite frankly, part of what we were seeing is because, you know, fear, an element of fear in oftentimes a business um, owner is taxed with, is that they were operating their businesses just like the world would operate their businesses, where, you know, perhaps they were engaging in activities that were ones that weren't honoring and glorifying God. And so it was almost like an accountability team that we also have to make sure that we're all doing the right things, that we're in the marketplace, doing businesses that glorify God. Kelly Leonard. It's time we got to say goodbye. We've come to the end of another show, but thank you so much. I look forward to hearing getting some updates from you down the road, but thanks for being part of I Work For Him today. Thank you so much. God bless you both. Thanks. As we come to the end of another I Work For Him show, thanks for tuning in. We hope that you heard something today that challenged you and how you're going to look at your workplace differently come Monday. What did you learn today? You know, we heard Kelly's story today. And Kelly and her husband, Jerome, went through the Biblical Entrepreneurship Program with the Nehemiah Project. And this didn't leave them unchanged. Everything about them changed. It impacted how they did business. It impacted how they related as a husband and wife. It impacted how they related with their kids. It made a difference in them in their church. And now they're making an impact all over Washington, D.C. With the, with the people that they come in contact with. Mm-hmm. You and I need to take the calling that we've been given very seriously. And as Kelly said, when you get in your sweet spot, it just comes so much easier. And what is your sweet spot? What are you doing to find your sweet spot? Identity and Destiny is one way you can find that. The Nehemiah Project is another way you can find that. But this is an organization that can help you find out how do you do business in a way that glorifies the Lord. Sign up today. Go to nehemiahproject.org. 
You've been listening to the I Work For Him radio program with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. We own our own business, but ultimately, I work for him. him.